0: What's up guys, episode 7 in the Complete Strength podcast, just finished at the gym, coaching this morning, just got my workout in, I'm going to go on for a little bit of time, bit of planning, before I come back for the uh, Mini Savages. So Mini Savages is a kids group that I put on uh, for ages 10 to 16, and it's basically just an opportunity for kids who aren't old enough to get into a gym just to get into a gym setting, get fundamentally strong, sort of learn how to do the basics, sort of push up, squat. Basically, what we cover is every session, or every week over the set, over the week, we cover a push, pull, um, a jump, a throw, a sprint, and a carry. it's really fundamental stuff. Uh, kids that are coming are loving it. All showing really, really, sort bounds of improvement. And hopefully, the only reason I wanted to do it is because just to give them a, a good start in life how to use the gym equipment correctly. So when they start getting older and maybe drop going to gyms on their own like we all did, like I did when I was a kid getting into like really private run down gyms when I was like 12, 13, 14, just throwing some weights around. Get, and then, but obviously not doing it the same way that I did, where you see all the big guys lifting huge, huge amounts of weights and think, well, I can do that. So you end up throwing tons and tons of weight, We seem okay at the time, don't really get injured, but they do catch up on you as you get older. So it's just how to, how to plan training, learning how to work hard without working stupid. That's the main. That's the main point of it all. So those mini-savages sessions are every Tuesday and every Friday at the moment. I'm looking at a, there is a third day, but I think that's going to be dropping soon. Um, but yeah, but the more, but for the future, it's going to be every every Tuesday and Friday, possibly a Sunday morning. That might be coming up soon. Um, So yeah, that's that's moving forward from that. That's every so on a a Tuesday and a Friday it's half past four to a quarter past five, so it's a 45 minute session. Prices of four pounds per child. So it's it's fairly cheap. Um looking at doing a bit, but I'm gonna look at re ramping things for the new year. So I've not mentioned it before or anywhere else, not on Instagram or anything like that, but for December it's gonna be a free month of training for everyone that wants to do mini savages. So, if you have a child that's between 10 and 16 years old and you want to get into training, or you just want to try something new that I've not tried before, um, but yeah, feel, please feel free to drop me a message and get, bring them down here. So, I can, I can hold to about 10 kids in the gym. Um, and it's, anything more than that, then looking at crowd control, really. So, 10 kids comfortably where we can get some work done. Um, so, yeah, get your name down. Nice I've already got people in there, so obviously they'll, they'll get preferential places, so they'll, be, they'll get the first digs, so yeah, if, if it's interested you doing it, every Tuesday, every Friday, will be at, at some point, will be on Sunday as well, uh, I've not, not f- probably announced those Sunday sessions yet though, right, so that's that done, uh, what I wanted to talk about uh, in this podcast really was talking about um, how do you know if you're pushing hard enough in a gym session? So things like RPE, Rates of Perceived Exertion, and RIR, which are reps and reserve, they're used quite a lot and quite effectively in a gym setting. So you can see a bit of an internal marker as to how hard you're pushing in the gym, how much effort you're putting in. Um, But like every system, it's only good if you know how to use it properly. Um, sometimes you can get be a little bit misled of what you can actually what work, or what power output, what strength output, what kind of work output you can put into a gym session, you can you can kind of talk yourself out of it um, especially on days when you're not feeling too great so, especially new trainers so people who have been training maybe less than a year um, so if you've never trained before or right, you're just in that first year of training it's all getting used to Working hard, but knowing how hard to go. So, I've only I've only thinking of this because I read a study uh, this morning. Actually, it was talking about it was it was, it, it was reviewed by Eric Helms. You know, if you don't know who Eric Helms, is, please please follow it because he's he's kind of like he's one of the go-to people, top coaches in the world, um, and he and he reviewed this this uh, this study. It was talking about 160, I think. 140 160 trained males. Was a large number of people anyway. Um, who were asked to train to their 10 rep max. Um, so what they thought was their 10 rep max. And it's shown, calm, calm, I'm oversimplifying it here, but if I can give you a link to a full study. Um, it showed that but things like verbal encouragement, so no extra warm-ups, no no training programs leading up to it. There was a large percentage of people who were going way over those. I think it was like forty percent. It went over fifteen reps. Of their ten rep max, which shows that what you perceive is your max. If you're encouraged a little bit, it's quite. It can be quite a bit way off. It can be quite inaccurate. So it's a great system, but if you're not quite sure of what you what your abilities are then it does have its flaws in that way. A good way of doing this, not something that I'd recommend to do regularly, is working to failure. Now, the reason why I say not doing this regularly, when I say regularly, I don't mean doing this every session, or every week, um, or even every two weeks, depending on what your program is, but it's not often advised to train to failure too often. Just plain simple reason is it takes longer to recover. If I'm training to failure on a Monday, I'm going to be a little bit probably fatigued for my next session, which at the moment I'm training Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday off. If I train heavy, really heavy to failure on a Monday, chances are there's going to be a bit of fatigue carrying over for the Tuesday session. So I can train hard and it's okay to be a little bit sore going into the Tuesday, but if I'm too sore, it's going to affect my performance. If I come to Tuesday and I'm training hard again. And I'm pushing out as I can trying to failure. Then again, that's I'm dipping more into that recovery that I could be using for my following sessions for Thursday. So it's each time that I trail for train to failure, every session that I'm doing that, I'm dipping into the recovery time for the following session, which affects performance, which is kind of the reason that we do this training in the first place. So that's training. That's when you train to failure too much. So how do you know? When you're training hard, um, so what we, what we could be doing is we need to be training to a point where we're we're quite close uh, to the point where form is still good, but it's tough. Okay, so we need to be using a weight that's heavy enough. If we so you can go to the high rep ranges. So there's it um Brad Schoenfeld? He another very good coach there's lots does uh, lots of zone studies suggest that you can build muscle off any kind of rep range within reason, as long as it's going to pretty much close to failure. Now, not to say close to failure, not to failure. To, it's okay to go close to failure, because obviously, if you if you're leaving one or two reps in the tank, which goes back to that reps in reserve, um, you you will recover a lot quicker than going to failure every time. But if you've never if you've never known what failure feels like, if you're if you're in that first 12 months of training, then I recommend that you pick a few exercises that are quite safe to failing. Um, personally, I think machines are quite good for that, um, or somewhere where you can restrict the range of movement, or make sure you've got a spotter if you're doing something like a, a some kind of dumbbell work or barbell work. If you're ready to do barbell work. Um, yeah, so pick a, pick a few exercises that you're quite that you that are okay to failing, and just try that. See what reps you can do. If few think you can do, I don't know. Ten. Say you've got a ten rep max, and you pick 20 kilogram dumbbells. If you've got a pair of t- pair of 20 kilogram dumbbells, and you're going to push for a ten rep max. If you're pushing to 10 reps on your own, thinking that was pretty tough, that. and then if you've got if you've got a buddy that's supporting you. Yeah? Giving you a couple of verbal cues, giving you all the little bro high fives, and then you're pushing 15, sometimes 20 reps, and you know that that 20 kilograms is not your rep max. So this is why it's good to just pick a few things, just go to failure go to the point where you can't perform anymore. That's the best way of finding out what your what your target is, what your rep what your rep max is. Um, if you wanted a time frame to test these rep maxes. Uh, possibly, maybe every month. I don't see many benefits for training any bit more of any regular than that. When I'm talking about rep max, I'm talking about a set of accessory work. So I'm not talking about the main three. So I'm not talking about barbell squat, barbell bench, barbell deadlift. They, you don't need to max out with all as regularly. They need uh, they need proper programming and planning. What accessory work? If you've never done that before you don't know what failure feels like then I suggest you need to hit it a couple of times just so you get an idea Um, once you've done that then you can start using the reps and reserve method uh, or rates of perceived exertion because you know what failure feels like now then you've got a more accurate way of doing it I hope that makes sense because it is a really good system but if you don't know what failure feels like then it's got its flaws because you don't know what you're pushing to And it could be you could be misleading yourself You could be tapping out early um, Yeah Give that a try If you've got any questions on that Drop a little message Or uh, what's coming up Deadlift shop I don't keep saying this every session But every uh, podcast But deadlift shop is 25th of November Which is a Sunday And it's 12 till 3 o'clock If you want to learn how to deadlift If you've never deadlifted before If you're deadlifting but you're getting Backache after every single session. If you're lifting up a barbell, when it, if lifting up a deadlift, bar, a barbell deadlift, can't have you speak straight, I've way too much coffee. If you're doing deadlifts with a barbell and your back resembles like wet spaghetti, if you're on a weight that you're struggling with that you've been stuck on, it seems like forever, so you hit a plateau, um, basically you just want some form tips or you just want to come down and discuss deadlifts, definitely get on this i have got quite a few, about three quarters of the places are full now, but there are still a few more spaces left. Get your names on there if you want to, if you want to come along. You don't have to participate if you don't want to, but I think it'll be good if you do. I like hands-on sessions. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in that, let me know. And also keep an eye out for the Mini Savages on Instagram if you want. If you've got any, if you want to take your kids down to something to, like a, a for a gym experience. Um, and that's it that's it I'm coming from work I'm going to eat now because I'm not eating yeah it's like 2 o'clock I've not had anything to eat yet so I'm going to have something because I'm really really hungry take it easy you guys and I'll speak to you next time